It's Live at 5 Sports. Todd Bergeth and Jim Suhan join you Monday through Fridays at this time, brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. And, Jim, I loved your column uh, today about this uh, tush-push or whatever you want to call it. You had some other pretty good descriptive uh, terms for it, and I'm with you, and I think a lot of fans are really getting tired of it. It's just not a football play. It's a, It's like the worst aspect of rugby is when everybody gets together and just shoves and you can't tell where the ball is, and football which is a much more popular sport uh, with great athletes, has adopted it. And here's the thing. The Eagles are great at it, but they're great at it for a very specific reason. They have a massive all-pro center. They have big guards. They have big bodies standing behind probably the quarterback with the strongest legs in in NFL history. They act in the leg press like 600 pounds. So there's a good reason why it works for them. There's a good reason why it doesn't work as well for other teams. Nick Mullins is built like me. Brandon Powell is smaller than me, and you're having them behind a small center who's not known for physical play in Garrett Bradbury try to push forward against a strong defensive line. It was just silly. Uh, you know, I, Kevin O'Connell's a good coach. He's a smart guy, but all good coaches have blind spots. All good coaches make mistakes, and that was a terrible sequence of play calling. Uh, you know, Ty Chandler ran for 132 yards. Not only might he get you the first down, he might pop one and win you the game. So I just hope they oh, we're done with that. Yeah, and Mullins, you know, didn't uh, certainly wasn't flawless, but he had some nice completions too. And you know, uh, Addison continues to you know look as if he was worth that first round pick, and and you know, it was great to see JJ back in the mix, uh, Hawkinson. Uh, but like you said, here you go, you run a crazy play like this, and I think what really has fans wondering is if you do it once and probably pick it up, but then you lose yardage the second time. Why would you do it twice in a row? Yeah, well, I would. I'm on the. I'm in the campaign for never do it ever again in the past or the future. But if you want to take a try it on third down, don't try it again on fourth down when it didn't work. Uh, so yeah, just bad. And, and as far as Mullins, to me, the numbers that like the yardage the offense put up was good. But I think if you watch the game, he throws two terrible interceptions, one ridiculous interception, one the team's in field goal range. If they get those field goals, they probably win the game. Uh, then he throws a pick six that gets overruled. He really threw three terrible interceptions in that game. Uh, every, everybody's allowed one mistake. He made three horrible mistakes. I also think if you went back and looked at the film, uh, Hawkinson bailed him out with a great catch on a pass behind him. Addison bailed him out twice, one on the low pass that he scooped up for the touchdown, the other boxing out a defender on a pass that he shouldn't have thrown into the end zone. Uh, Jefferson made two or three contested catches that most receivers don't catch. So I don't think Mullins played as well as people are giving him credit for. No, I'm with you. I, I can remember in my mind every one of those plays you're describing. And uh, so are they going to stick with Mullins then? I mean, uh, I would imagine they might, but uh, are we ever going to give our rookie a, a chance to see what he can do when, when it matters? My guess is O'Connell, because he wants to be a fair boss, will give Mullins another chance. Um, I'm ready to see Hall. I think O'Connell will probably give Mullins at least one more start. We'll probably, we might know by this afternoon. We might know by Wednesday afternoon. But um, I, I just listen. I can't tell you that Hall's going to play well. I would just say that you know he gives you somebody who can operate out of the pocket, but also is mobile if things break down. And I think what you know what we saw from Dobbs was he needs to be he needs to teams to let him outside for him really to make plays. And you know the Bears decided not to there. And and the uh, and Mullins is really a pure pocket passer, really can't move very well. 
I, I'm just ready to see Hall. I can't tell you it's going to be better than Mullins, but I think there's more upside there. You know, uh, I think I've said this before. It, it really is a flavor of the week, and, and every week is different. Now, suddenly, you know, we had the Dallas Cowboys playing the Niners for the NFC Championship, and, boy, I'll tell you what, Buffalo just took it to them uh, yesterday. Yeah, well, Buffalo is a better team than the record indicates. They've had to figure out some things this year. Uh, you know, new defensive coordinator, uh, wanting to run the ball more, but not really getting it done. Um, you know, and Josh Allen has been spectacular in terms of production, but he's had a lot of bad turnovers. They also play a pretty tough schedule. They look like they figured it out. And the Cowboys, frankly, they're at home. They're going to score 40 points and blow you out. At, on the road, they're a very vulnerable team. They need to they really need to be at home and playing from ahead to be fearsome. Uh, on the road, they're just another team, and uh, and the bill. Uh, and I, but I give a lot of credit to the Bills. The Bills have shut down a number of great receivers. They shut down C.D. Lamb yesterday. They've shut down a bunch of great receivers this year. Uh, they got the running game going with James Cook, and they've wanted to play that way for a long time. And now they have the capability. Now they can beat you a lot of different ways. I mean, for all their troubles this year. Bill still might be one of the three or four best teams in the NFL. But they're going to need a lot of help if they're going to get into the postseason. Uh, maybe. Uh, I mean, they can still win the division. The Dolphins have a very difficult schedule. The Bills have an easy schedule. And then the Bills play the Dolphins the last week of the season. They can just win the division. Yeah, they could. <laughs> but what about if Miami doesn't cooperate and lose another game? Uh, well, that, that's possible. But then they could... Listen, I can't tell you what's going to happen. I'm just saying that just because the Bills have had some struggles this year doesn't mean that if they made the playoffs, they won't go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I, I agree with that. You know, Baltimore, too, I don't know. They uh, you know, they just find a way to win. Uh, their defense is tough. They've got a very tough uh, quarterback. Uh, do they have enough? I mean, there's any number of teams. I don't think you can really rule them out. No, well, the Ravens will probably be the number one seed. They'll probably be playing at home in bad weather in Baltimore, and they can beat you a lot of different ways. Um the problem is Keaton Mitchell was becoming kind of a secret weapon, a guy you could just hand it to or flip it to, and he might get you 20 yards on any play, and he busted his knee last night, which is a shame. I think he was going to be a real X factor for this team. Without him, they're kind of a more plotting offense who really needs Lamar Jackson to do some crazy things to win against better teams. I think it's wide open. I wouldn't be shocked if the Chiefs figured it out. I wouldn't be shocked if the Bills – I wouldn't be surprised at all if the Bills went up going to the Super Bowl – uh, if the Dolphins get Tyreek Hill back and get to play at home, they're difficult. Um, you know, the Ravens probably the odds-on favorite to go to the Super Bowl at this point. So it's still wide open. Let's uh, switch to the Timberwolves. Uh, you know, it's really hard to argue that this isn't the best roster they've had in uh, their franchise existence. And I've been saying that for two years, and this year it's more true than it was last year. Uh, last year they had a lot of talent, uh, but with the injuries and everything else, and in fact, one of the things that kind of hurt them last year is they had a lot invested in Jalen Noel being kind of a microwave type player, and he had a terrible season. Uh, this year, they have really the ideal NBA roster. They have a superstar to lead the way. They have a complimentary star who plays very well off the superstar. They have a defensive player of the year uh, leading the defense. They have a first-team stopper in Jaden McDaniels. They have a second-team stopper in Nikhil Alexander-Walker. They have probably the best sixth man and best bench scorer in the league in Nas Reed. Uh, they have probably the smartest 
most versatile off the bench guy in the league and Kyle Anderson. Um, and they play really well together. And, 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 you know, this is a good team. Now they could lose a bunch of games here in the next 12 games schedules, getting to get brutally tough, starting with tonight in Miami, followed by a back to back at Philadelphia. They're not going to win 80% of the games this year. They're going to lose some, and this is a logical stretch for them to lose some games. But I, I think if they stay healthy, they're going to be right near the top of the Western conference all the way. And you know they've got a savvy point guard too. He may not be you know flashy like some of the other ones, but boy, I tell you, he's pretty solid out there too. He's actually, he's the perfect point guard for this group. He knows how to get the most out of Gobert. He's mature. He's been through it all. He's already made his money. He is he's a leader. He's very intelligent. Uh, he's a great coach on the court. He's he's fantastic. He's, he's and he's a, he's a wonderful guy. He's a wonderful personality. He's just perfect for what this team needed. Uh, do they have to reach the NBA Finals to get any recognition across the country? Because it sure seems like you know they get ignored almost all the time. Uh, I I don't see why that's the problem. I I, I think being ignored is a great way to go. Um, I think the Wolves are best off if people in the, around the country keep saying the same stupid things they've been saying for the last year and a half, that Gobert couldn't fit in here, that Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns can't play together, that they have to trade Towns, that they're, up, that they're not this good. That's the way to go. You don't want national attention and everybody hyping you up where it might mess with somebody's head or make you a target. Just keep winning games, stay low profile. That's far better than dealing with all the national media stupid stuff. <laughs> Okay. Now the Wild, uh, they had dug themselves a big hole, but they've fought back to 500 now, and, you know, there's still a ton of games to play. Yeah, and, you know, the thing about the modern sports world is when you're trying to win a wild card spot, you're by definition just trying to chase down some average teams, you know? Uh, So, you know, as badly as they started, they were really never just out of it. Um, And now you look at it and and like Arizona is the second wild card team right now. They have 32 points. Minnesota Wild, just by playing well for a couple of weeks, already within four points of that. Uh, you know, you know, getting somewhere in the in the central division is going to be tougher. Uh, you know, they're they're 10 points behind Dallas, but the wild card spot, the the second wild card spot, is a fairly reasonable target for them to, to shoot for. And didn't Vancouver? I mean, they've got one of the best records in the league. Yeah, Vancouver's good, and that was an impressive win. And, you know, they're kind of playing the way they were supposed to play, which is good team defense, supporting a good goalie, and getting enough offense and puck possession. And really, one of the, I mean, he didn't, he didn't factor into this last win, but, you know, the fact that Boldy got hot has been massive for this team. Um, you know, Kaprizov is still not scoring the way they need him to score, and Boldy's kind of made up for that in, in his absence. Well, Jim, always great to catch up with you. Thanks so much, and uh, we'll do this again. In the meantime, Merry Christmas. Great. Thank you, Bill. I appreciate it.